a Radio 191 FM podcast. Mr. Speaker. Right, it is that time of Monday morning, half past eight, and it's time to talk politics with John Moore. Morena to you, John. Kiora. Hey, yeah, mate. I'm pretty good. Not too bad. Marvellous. Weekend and beer are here. Well, a relaxing week. <laughs> yes. That's not what your Facebook tells me. Uh, anyway, uh, we're going to talk about the National Party of New Zealand uh, this morning. Uh, the the Nats are the most voted for party. Uh, numbers have been pretty stable since the key era. Uh, you know, they fluctuate uh, between the 40s and the 50s, I guess they have over that mm. time. Uh, but no one, um, no one wants to hang out with them at the party. They're the ones in the corner of the party. No friends. Everyone's like, I don't want to talk to you. Um, desperate to get the votes up to a 50% mark, I guess. Uh, is their leader um, tr- trying um, to go down the dark path of populism? What is populism, John? Okay, well, yeah, so that's the accusation against Simon Bridges and the National Party at the moment, that they are embracing a form of right-wing populism. This is this is in terms of pop, the idea that populism is a form of politics where uh, politicians appeal to the so-called ordinary everyday person who feels neglected and alienated from politics and, and from um, economic systems as well, um, social systems. The idea that a, a single politician can stand uh, in the place of the people against certain elites and uh, against the overall so-called establishment. So um, classic case is Donald Trump in America, um, who talks about wanting to uh, uh, drain the swamp, that is mainstream um, politics, uh, that he is a, a true representative of the people against bureaucratic elites, against economic elites and against political elites. And often with populism, there's an othering of certain groups in society. So um, with Donald Trump, that's uh, clearly uh, immigrants uh, in countries that are seen to threaten America, um, um, especially China. Um, uh, often um, uh, populist parties um, um, traditionally uh, have presented the Jew as, as, as the other that, that, that threatens ordinary people. So um, obviously Nazism is in it the most extreme form of that form of anti-Semitic um, politics. So the argument is that um, Bridges has taken a turn politically, uh, that he's suddenly um, rallying against uh, uh, state bureaucracy, uh, whether we can trust the state bureaucracy. Um, we saw this with his whole attacks on statistics New Zealand and in the debacle, debacle around the census where um, a record low number of people actually um, um, had it in their census forms. So now he's questioning the whole reliability of, of the government bureaucracy and um, and so, of course, also of government policy. Interesting. I would never have thought, you know, I mean, and of course, the populist parties are usually on the right of, of, of um, the spectrum. Um, mm. And then I find that quite interesting because usually the parties on the left are the parties of the people, you know, the parties of the union and the everyday uh, worker. Um, but now that's, you know, but, but now that's being replaced with um, if people saying you're being un unrepresentative 
uh, represented by your by the people in power. Um, but you know, with a party that's got such ke- uh, links to the business round table uh, and to corporate New Zealand, it seems that the National Party is the opposite. So, I mean, uh, how how are they going to head down this path? Yeah, there's, there's a lot of irony there, of course, that um, National has always been a party of the establishment uh, and, and backed it um, um, more often than not by uh, the economic elite in New Zealand. Um, but I think you, you had a good point there when you said, well, isn't it uh, um, parties of the left that, that present themselves as, as parties of the people? And I guess populism is a, is a way of competing the left. So uh, finding um, uh, a certain group to other and present as a danger to the people. Um, and I, I think National can do it. And the National is a very different beast, let's say it was, um, going right back to the Bolger government and the um, in the in the 90s, where it was seen as pushing a very hard right line economically, um, National is far more centrist now economically, and even under Simon Bridges, um, th- th- there's no talk of, of big cutbacks uh, in state spending. In fact, there's talks of increases in state spending. Uh, he's talking about lower class sizes. He starts, he's talking about putting huge amounts of um, of state money into um, cancer treatment. So really, they're competing with Labour economically over uh, who will be. Um, there's no question over either party cutting back in spending, but who are the best managers to increase spending, state spending? Um, and I guess, yeah, it's that it's suddenly Bridges is, is taking this very hard line on certain government departments and state bureaucrats, saying that we can't trust them uh, and. and and, and that's why some people are saying that he's entering into the realm of post-truth politics. And he's even he's even alluded to that um, that the last election was actually stolen from National. That National were the legitimate winners, but you had uh, this dodgy figure, Winston Peters, who stole the election from the people by backing Labour. Um, and now he's talking about how um, any changes in electoral boundaries can't be trusted uh, because of the debacle around the census. Uh, so again, he's, he's, he's sowing that seed of doubt in people's minds of, well, is this Labour government really legitimate? You know, well, well, maybe the election was actually stolen from National List or the most popular party. And um, um, maybe Labour and uh, the state bureaucracy will be acting in a dodgy way in, in redrawing electoral boundaries if we can't even really trust the statistics coming from the bureaucrats. Interesting, interesting. Um, it, it, it's mirroring American politics so much, not only the absolutely, way the National yeah, Party's absolutely. going, but what, what they're saying about, about the left as well, because, of course, um, in, in, in America, Hillary Clinton won the popular vote. Uh, and in yes. America, it's the Republicans that are redrawing up the boundaries um, as well. You see that in Texas with Austin. Um, you know, that's, I guess, the shining example for me. But um, does New Zealand really have a appetite for this kind of politics? Um, I, I think quite possibly, yes. Uh, uh, we've got lots of contradictions in New Zealand society, which which is creating a lot of unease amongst the general population. So yes, we've got a record low level of unemployment, uh, and, and the government is certainly uh, claiming um, credit 
uh, afford that. But that, that's that's not uh, it's not unusual in Western economies at the moment to have very low levels of unemployment. However, at the same time. Uh, um, you know, most people uh, are struggling. Uh, wage levels are still low. Um, um, prices are still going up in various areas, uh, such as housing, but also with um, um, new government taxes on petrol. Uh, that's going to hurt um, a lot of people in Auckland, especially poorer people. So there is a sense of unease in the electorate, and there also was this great sense of hope with this um, new Labour-led regime, that that it was going to be transformative, that it was going to uh, make it um, um, a real dent in terms of child poverty, in terms of levels of inequality, and, that it, and it feels like it hasn't really delivered. So I think on, on that basis of unease that there is uh, a basis for populism, a form of populism to take off. Oh, scary. Scary. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess when it comes to Labour, whether or not they can do what they promise, there's a lot of things that haven't been able to deliver, but we also live in a nation that has a three-year term, um, and that's relatively short in anyone's book. Yeah, uh, and so the argument is that for Labour to actually uh, deliver, it needs another term in government. Um, however, when you look at uh, certain areas like tax reform, where the Labour government promised that it would use tax as a mechanism to sort of deal with issues like inequality and poverty. Um, with Jacinda Ardern announcing previously that um, under her leadership we would uh, um, uh, there would be certain new taxes that would just be out of the question, um, then then that hope would have faded amongst um, many of, of Labour's left-wing supporters. So here I'm talking about mainly about the capital gains tax proposal, mm. uh, which would have led to yeah, um, it would have led to a greater level of equality to some degree, um, because it would have been a tax mainly on uh, the more well-off. Um, so yeah, if 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 Simon Bridges is able to convince a large chunk of the public that no Labour's not going to deliver and that uh, uh, if they win um, power again after next year's election and that National uh, is actually a party that's committed to um, having the state invest in key areas such as education and health actually increasing spending in certain areas uh, then it could be a real winner for him. Yeah, yeah. I mean he's preaching to his own choir I guess, but there is that swing base uh, in New Zealand politics as well. Um, so I guess that's where he's trying to grab it. But I wonder if they're going to be, a, if, if they'll enjoy those games because, um, you know, he, he's heading down that, like you said, the post truth politics. Are we really going to be able to uh, watch one of our politicians call fake news on on, on the television? Um, I, mean, <laughs> I don't think he's going to, I think he'll, he's smart enough to know that some of that language that, say, Trump uses uh, will be too alienating uh, 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 for the general electorate in New Zealand. They, they won't connect with that type of language, and it will scare them a bit that uh, we have a Trump on our hands. So I think Bridges is more likely to play the role of Trump-like. Uh, Trump minus some of the more toxic parts of his politics. Um, but yeah, I think uh, his whole questioning of, um, of of the statistics and information we get from New Zealand um, um, 
bureaucracies from New Zealand government departments, such as Statistics New Zealand, and his re- rejection the idea of a parliamentary budget office. So this was the idea proposed by the Labour and the Greens, that you have a neutral parliamentary budget office uh, with economic experts that parties can have their policies assessed uh, within this office. Um, uh, Bridget has said he doesn't, uh, he, he doesn't like the idea of such an office, he doesn't trust it, he said that it would quite possibly be partisan, uh, and, and, and so he's rejecting the idea of, uh, that you can have this sort of objective, um, bureaucratic body that can make a rational assessment of government policies. And so he's, he's throwing into doubt, I guess, in people's minds, the information we get from the government and from, um, uh, government uh, bureaucracies and ministries etc um, so as the government as the election approaches next year the government's um, sort of uh, handing out more and more kudos to itself over certain successes uh, say low unemployment etc Simon Bridges he's already started sowing doubts in people's mind can we really trust what the government's saying. Can we really trust what government ministries are saying, etc.? It's going to be interesting if they get in next year uh, on this kind of rhetoric um, because you don't, you don't have a clear out of um, different ministry staff. Uh, you know, it's only the top set kind of change. So, I mean, God, why would you want to work, for, you know, at the ministry after he's, you know, insulted you and said you're not doing your job right? Yeah, he's, he's certainly going to be um, pissing <laughs> off a, a, a lot of top-level uh, bureaucrats at the moment. Uh, and, and, yeah, so it is a dangerous game to play, um, and, and especially where I would say um, uh, bridges in power uh, will definitely tone down that populism. Uh, and, but, yes, he, he's all, he would have already um, um, pissed off a, a large number of people within the state structure. But if it gets them into power, yeah, that's what he gets about. Well, there you go yeah. then. That, that just goes to show what he really wants. Um, well, people don't like bridges, um, yet the Nats numbers in polls are still pretty good. Um, mm. Is it just a matter of finding a likeable candidate for the Nats, you know, I mean, or, or, or um, you know, Judith? I, I think, uh, I mean, you have to say that they're doing extraordinarily well in one sense for party and opposition, that they're, you know, sitting on 45, 46% uh, in most polls uh, ahead of um, uh, support for Labour. Um, I think the key, uh, yeah, to um, to gaining extra support is, yeah, to, to differentiate themselves from Labour, so not to say me too, me too all the time to government proposals, and also not just doing a sort of uh, reactionary rejection of government policies all the time, but pushing out a new narrative, and I think this populist narrative uh, could work on um, Simon Bridges' part. Uh, could a new leader um, uh, push them further ahead in the polls? Yeah, quite possibly. And, and, and Judith Collins is a very combative um, um, uh, politician, and she certainly would be able to uh, um, a- a- attack uh, Jacinda Ardern in a way that might resonate uh, with, with a, a large chunk of the public. Uh, but she's also a very de- divisive figure as well. So um, it, it, it's hard to say whether she would push Nets up in the polls or not. What Nets also need to do is they need to um, 
attack and compete with New Zealand first in the green. And mm. because uh, New Zealand first is hovering on 5% and below, uh, if they get below 5%, they're out of Parliament, and that would benefit National. And the Greens, you know, they're, they're hovering on sort of 6%, 5% at times. So, again, they're under threat. So, although the Nats haven't got the obvious partners... Labor could very well lose its partners uh, in the next election. So um, then it would be uh, the way that um, seats are allocated under the MMP system, the proportional system that we have, um, it would benefit the Nets. Well, most political commentators feel it would benefit the Nets, if, if, um, especially if, if New Zealand First was uh, effectively boosted out of Parliament by getting below 5%. Well, with, um, well, you know, if Judith does get in, the, the, the scenario is, you know, uh, Paula is taking a, uh, you know, she's she's not standing in her electorate. Uh, mm. If Judith became the leader of the party, uh, Paula, I would imagine, wouldn't be deputy. And she's, Paula, oh, sorry, Judith is really, really good friends with Winston. You know, and would that bring New Zealand First back into the equation for the National Party? Um, it, it could do. Um, uh I mean, yeah, there's a, uh, there's a lot of animosity between Winston Peters and the current uh, National Party leadership. Uh, and so that... But it would be... It would be a risky game on the part of Jude and Collins if she did become National Party leader to... to what, would it be better to um, attack New Zealand first uh, and, 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 and try and get them booted out of government... Uh, because that would uh, increase national's uh, likelihood of, of getting power, or should they sort of try and embrace New Zealand first and pull them away from Labour um, and then have a potential uh, coalition partner? Um, yeah, so it's a, di- it's a difficult and dangerous game to play. Judith is releasing a book, apparently, or writing a book. Um, are people scared? Oh, I think a number of people will be scared. Uh, um, um, yes, uh, <laughs> will it be a revenge book? Uh, more than likely, uh, but it will also be a book to promote her as a political leader and her political vision. Um, um, but yeah, there's a there's a, a number of people that she will feel bitter against, including John Key. Uh, who demoted her um, uh, during the time of, of dirty politics um, when um, uh, information came out about her uh, dealings with certain people such as Kim Slater of Blair Oil. Um, she'll, she feels, she'll feel better against uh, Bill English as well, who's uh, in private has said quite nasty things about her in the past um, and also, yeah, didn't give her a... a she would have felt that he didn't give her a high enough position when he became Prime Minister of the country. Um, yeah, and I think uh, she'll be wanting... Over that whole period um, um, of duty politics and when she was attacked for um, supposed almost corruption when she was in China and uh, was lobbying on, on the um, part of her husband's um, um, uh, business... Um, yeah, I think she'll she'll want to set the story straight uh, in terms of uh, how she wants that story to be seen by the general public. Mm, indeed, indeed. Right, we're going to have to leave it there, John. But it's going to be interesting. You know, Nats have every chance. Um, For sure. You know, yep. even with Simon there, I think. Um, but you know, I, I, I yeah, I, I mean, that that base that moves that swing that swing. I don't know if they got the appetite for populism, but hey, who? What do I know?
Mm. <laughs> yeah, let's see what. <laughs> we'll have to see what happens. Populism light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's what you could call it. What Simon Bridges is promoting at the moment. It's not <laughs> full on populism, other Trump. Well, he is a lightweight. Um, well, thank you <laughs> very much for that, John, and we'll talk again tomorrow okay. morning. For sure. <laughs> All right. Okay. See you, mate. Bye. That was a Radio 191 FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.